Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about questions that make a stress fracture more or less likely in a runner. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Earlier today, I was talking with a runner who felt some pain in her foot during a run yesterday, and so she got worried she might have a metatarsal stress fracture in her foot. So she booked a consultation call, and we had a discussion on the phone about the possibilities. Here's what she asked. I had an aching pain for a few steps during my run today. Is that a stress fracture? The aching pain was on the top of my foot for a few steps, and I want to know if it could be a stress fracture. Well, you can get pain in your foot when you're running for many different reasons. Certainly, a metatarsal stress fracture could cause pain and most likely pain on the top of the foot. So that's one of the things that would be on the top of the list if you're a runner and you start having pain. Well, the short answer to her question, as she put it, was maybe. So what I was really thinking was probably not, but I needed more information before we could figure that out. So I thought it might be useful uh, to talk to you about some of the questions that I asked to help her figure out whether or not her foot pain might actually be a metatarsal stress fracture or something else. Here are some of the questions that can help you figure out whether or not you have a stress fracture. All right, the first thing I asked was, was yesterday the first time you felt pain in your foot when you were running? Well, basically what happened was this runner had been out on a 13-mile trail run, and she, she was about 10 miles into the run when she started to notice the pain. And specifically, she was running downhill uh, on the trail along a long, declining stretch of the run. So she started noticing this aching pain on the top of her left foot, and it happened every time her left foot hit the ground. But the pain didn't even last for the rest of the run. It was just on that downhill section. So the first thing I wanted to share with you is that in her case, it is a little bit unusual for her to call with just this one episode. Most people don't call me when they first start having pain during a run. Most people do a lot more damage before they seek help. So if you have pain and you want to make sure you're not heading for trouble, you're definitely going to be a lot better off than the typical runner who ignores the pain, sticks their head in the sand, and just makes things worse. But in any event, back to our specific runner and her questions about foot pain. Now, the fact that she was only having pain during one section of the run, and it happened to be later in the run when she was running downhill, we can assume that she was tired, worn out, and her running form was likely falling apart. When that happens, we tend to absorb forces less dynamically and more statically. In essence, we start shock-loading the skeletal system, and that can certainly increase the chances of getting a stress fracture. In addition, as we mentioned, she was running downhill. And when you're running downhill, you're falling further, gravity is at work, and you are absorbing more force through the skeletal system, which can also increase the risk of developing a stress fracture. Now, the next question I asked her was, how much did your foot hurt? So on the brighter side of things, she said that it wasn't really that painful. It was just noticeable, you know, in her left foot, but she couldn't really put a number on the level of discomfort. So that in itself is a good sign. The next question I asked her was, did it hurt when you pressed on the foot in one spot? Unfortunately, she did not check the foot right after the run or any time yesterday at all. So it would have been interesting to know 
if she could reproduce the discomfort by poking around on her foot yesterday after the run. And that brings us to the next question. Where exactly was the pain? When you're trying to figure out what kind of injury you have, you want to figure out which structure is injured. And usually that means that that one structure, like your fourth metatarsal bone or your Achilles tendon or your heel bone or something else very specific, is actually injured and it usually hurts when you push on it. So if you started developing a stress fracture, you're probably going to have tenderness when you push on that metatarsal bone if you're having pain when you're running on the bone. So unfortunately, uh, yesterday, you know, she didn't do that. So today when she was poking and prodding around on her foot and I was uh, telling her like what to push on and how to do it and all that, she couldn't actually find a spot to determine the exact location of the trouble. She didn't have pain pushing on any specific spot on, on her foot that she could find. Now, if she'd done this yesterday, right after her run, she probably would have been able to find the exact spot where she was having pain. Now, that certainly would have been useful information in our quest to determine whether or not she might actually be getting a stress fracture. The next question is, does the foot hurt when you walk on it? The day after her run, again, less than 24 hours after she first started developing pain when she was running, she does not have any pain at all when walking on the foot. No pain walking in running shoes, no pain when walking barefoot. And those are also both very good signs in terms of the risk for having a stress fracture. The next question was, does the foot hurt when you're sitting in a chair, sitting down, just wiggling your toes? And when I asked her this question, she actually says, what does wiggling my toes have to do with a stress fracture in my foot? Well, fair enough question, I suppose. But wiggling your toes doesn't really have anything to do with a stress fracture unless it's a truly horrible stress fracture. If you have a really bad stress fracture and you apply pressure, force, torque, or you try to bend the metatarsal at all, it will elicit a painful response. When you bend the toes up and down, believe it or not, it actually does slightly torque or bend the metatarsal bone because the the toes, when they move, you're applying force at the end of the metatarsal bone. But that amount of force would only hurt if you really had a horrible stress fracture. What I was really more interested in was to find out whether or not she developed any inflammation within the tendon sheath on the top of the foot that actually runs on top of or over the metatarsal bones. When you wiggle the toes, the extensor tendons move in and out of the extensor tendon sheath, which is basically like a tube uh, running across and over the metatarsal bones. If you have any inflammation within the tendon sheath, that will cause pain. And it is certainly important to determine whether or not you have a problem with the metatarsal bone itself or a completely different structure like the extensor tendons. So I had her wiggle her toes and check a couple of other things. And in her case, it didn't really seem like she was having any issues with the extensor tendon sheath. So given what she described, given all the answers to her questions and what she described when I had her move her foot, wiggle her toes, push on different areas of the foot, it really did seem like it was most likely just based on her history that she was having a problem with one of the metatarsal bones. But that doesn't necessarily mean a stress fracture. That's just the thing that runners worry about the most. In her case, it was probably not a stress fracture at all, probably not even a stress reaction. In her case, in this particular runner, this was more likely a stress response. But 
I had to make sure that she understood that if she kept running on this metatarsal that potentially had a stress response, if she ran in the same way and was continuing to apply forces in the same areas, well, that aching foot pain on the top of the foot would certainly come back and then possibly develop into a true metatarsal stress fracture. So all she really needed to do was go through the metatarsal stress fracture course for runners, make sure she was doing something to decrease some of the stress applied to that metatarsal bone so it wouldn't progress from a stress response to a stress reaction and then finally develop into a full-on metatarsal stress fracture. So if she wants to keep running, you can keep running, but you got to do something to reduce the amount of stress applied to that metatarsal bone. I also thought the stress fracture course might help her really better understand how to look at her own foot because it does teach you self-diagnosis in there. And so the next time she started having pain, instead of booking a consultation call, she could just look through those lessons on how to do the self-diagnosis herself and make sure she really wasn't developing a metatarsal stress fracture. Just remember, every overtraining injury is nothing more than just a little bit too much stress applied to one particular piece of tissue, like a metatarsal bone. All of your tissues are getting stressed and are sustaining a very mild injury every single time you train. That's not a training error. That's the actual goal of training. You have to slightly injure the tissues to promote a healing response to get them to heal and become stronger over time. That's just how training works. You just don't want to take the stress too far and develop a stress-related injury like a stress fracture. Now, you can only get a stress-related injury when you apply too much stress and then you do not sufficiently recover before you apply stress again during your next workout session. That's why rest is important and that's why you should have specific strategies to recover during training and why that's so crucially important. What has always been so interesting to me is that I notice the runners who develop overtraining injuries and don't seem to be healing, they're not recovering, have basically just stopped doing the things that they knew were working for them when they were training. And when I do consultation calls with runners, almost every time I can find specific strategies runners use when they're in training that for some reason they have stopped using and are not applying to their recovery from the overtraining injury right now. And that's a crucial step to take in your recovery if you do have an injury that's not getting better and you want to get back to running as quickly as possible. So uh, one of the things I developed is the Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal, and it's designed to help you walk through some exercises to figure out what you already know about training and the recovery process that you can apply to your injury so that you can accelerate your recovery process and get back to full training. And this really is a large part of the same process I use when I work with runners in person through a phone consultation like this woman that thought she might have a stress fracture or through a an actual webcam virtual doctor visit. You have to remember that, again, any overtraining injury is nothing more than just an exaggerated version of the same thing that you do to your tissues in your normal workouts. You just went a little too far. So think about the things that you know will work and help you recover faster after your hard workouts, and those same things will actually help you to heal now. So you can go check out those resources. You can check out the Rapid Recovery Journal, the Metatarsal Stress Fracture Course, but you just have to do something different if you stagnate. Remember, if it hurts and you think you're getting an injury, back off, do something to remove the stress applied to that tissue, and then make sure that you're doing everything that you know that helps you recover after your hard workouts to help you heal when you get an injury. That's really the key. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.